Tonight's Expeditions is brought to you by the Elder Dating App. Because sometimes you want to hear someone other than a cultist chant your name. Elder. You've just leapt through a fissure in time and space and landed directly between a gravely injured Sir Osmond and some sort of person. As you talk to them, you recognize them, but you, the moment your focus shifts to anything else, you forget who they are, what they look like what they sound like. But they're obviously the enemy. With them are two skinwalkers. One of whom holds the appearance of Father O'Malley, despite the fact that its distended jaw is dragging along the ground as it hunches over and begins prowling towards you. Atimanu the priest from the Aztec tribes to the south, as best you've been able to figure out, is there with you, though her guardian, the metal bird Alicanto, is not. Huh. Well, um, hey, Atsimanu, is there a way you can get Sir Osmond out of here? I may be able to do something with my magic, but it will take a little time. Okay. And then I take out my short sword dealy thing from its ethereal hidey place. Was it a short sword thingy? It's a short sword that, like, kind of falls off the hilt and has a chain attached to the end so I can, like, whip it around, but, you know, stab with it gotcha. if I need to. So, yeah. like a yo-yo. He kind of like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. But, like, you know, in a sword format. A sword yo. <laughs> a sword whip. I don't know. Whip? Why are you saying But anyway, I take up a defensive position between myself and Sir Osmond. And Asimanu. And I'm like, hey, man, you're going to have to take your friends and go home now because because this isn't cool. And if you keep it up, I'm going to have to get involved. And if I have to get involved, um, someone's going to get hurt. Little did the enemies know that Ebbs was referring to himself. Atimanu leans over. You... How are you still alive? Determination. A sworn duty. She notices the cup in your hands. Is is that what it looks like? I have been successful in mind duty. We need to get you out of here, and you need to take it with you and and get as far away as you can. 
she begins to... <clears throat> she pulls a handkerchief from her back pocket and dabs it in your blood and begins drawing out symbols of some sort on your armor. It is good you've lost this much blood already because... It makes it easier to make the magic work. Ah, oh, sorcery was never my strong point. I am glad to, in my finest hour, prove a suitable canvas. Well, let us hope that you have some talent. And she takes your arm and places it on the sigils on your chest. Concentrate on somewhere safe. The monsters begin lunging forward. They're paying you no heed, Trevor. They're heading straight for the other two. Okay. Well, I step off to the side and then give the sword a little whippy slash and attempt to use it to catch both of them with the chainy spiky parts and yank them towards me. Roll to defend someone. Okay. Well, a six and a three is a nine. And my top of zero leaves it a nine. So, on a nine, you protect them, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Um, I can take the damage. You dodge to the side and try to entangle them in your whip, and you get the far one. And take its legs out from under it. It scrambles and gets to its feet, but you have brought its attention towards you. The other one was able to shift its trajectory before it leapt and crashes into you for two points of damage. All right. And is that armor defeating? I will tell you if it is. Okay. Then I, with my invincibility, will shrug that off and... Stab it for having the audacity to bite me. Roll to kick some ass. And a five and a six is an 11. And my tough is zero makes it an 11. Well then, you get to choose an additional effect. Oh. Um, I'm not the fighter, so I need to look that up. With kick some ass on a 10 plus, you can choose to... Take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm for plus one damage. You suffer less harm for minus one damage. Or you force them where you want them. Um, I'm going to force it where I want it uh, and toss him into his friend. Because I'm the focus now. Um, and I think I do three damage. Uh, with okay. that weapon. <clears throat> with a mighty heave and more than a little bit of luck, you snap the whip and the two of them collide with each other. The blades did carve fairly deeply into the skinwalker's hide, but the wounds are slowly sealing themselves. The creatures growl and begin stalking towards you. Sir Osmond, the priestess is 
channeling energy into you, and you are the focus of the conduit. You need to complete the energy yourself and determine a destination for this spell. I would like you to roll to use magic. With my roll of a two and a one, making three, my weird of minus one makes it a two. You focus and you try to think of someplace safe. But as you're closing your eyes, you see the shadowed man stepping over you and Atsimanu. He points a gun and pulls the trigger. I get her out of the way. Roll to protect someone. A four and a three make four seven. And with my tough of three, it becomes a total of ten. On a ten, you may choose one. You suffer little harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm back on the enemy. Or you hold the enemy back. In this instance, I will choose to suffer as little harm as possible. Since you have chosen to suffer less harm, you are taking two harm instead of three. As I turn my back to fully protect her, the projectile hits the shield upon my back before my armor, resulting in zero harm taken. And tackling her out of the way, and being shot in the back, armor or no, you have dropped the grail. The shrouded man reaches down and picks up the grail at his feet. Um, well, having just heard a gunshot and remembering that there's a guy behind me now because he's not in front of me, uh, I attack him. Doing so may leave you open to the two creatures you have just drawn the attention of. Yeah, I know, but I also told Atsimanu that I'd stop him from doing that, and then he did it, and I feel really bad for that, so I'm probably going to get bit, and that's a thing. Fair enough. What are you trying to do? Um, cut him in twain from a distance. Uh, but, you know, I'm probably not going to cut him in twain, but, you know, like, that's the... I'm going to attack him with an attack from a distance at a diagonally swipey slashy ding, you know? So roll to kick some ass. All right! Well... A four and a three is a seven, and my tough is zero, makes it a seven. With a seven, um, you slash into him, dealing three damage, you said? Yes, sir. It strikes him and penetrates deep. He is not nearly as tough as these creatures he works with. Um, blood spurts from a wound in his side, and he curses. You, however, take three damage twice as both of the skinwalkers jump on you, biting and gouging. Does my armor apply separately to each bite? That is why you're taking the damage twice. Very well. With my invincibility, minus two, 
to the attacks. That is one each. Um, can you tell me what Keeper's harm moves are? Harm moves are um, when I hurt somebody, I can make something happen. Uh, if I deal zero harm, I can be momentarily inhibited, drop something, take minus one forward. Uh, on one harm, I can have you fall down, take minus one ongoing, pass out, or have intense pain. Um, and those are the, the basic things. Okay. So um, basically, when you take get hit and take damage, I can do things to you in yes. addition to just the number. Well, my resilience um, says my wounds count as one less harm for the purpose of Heaper's moves. So I just wanted to know if that applied to the damage. That does apply right now. Okay. Let me explain what happens differently. What happens isn't that they pin you and jump on you. What happens now is as they gouge you, they drive you back a few steps and interpose themselves directly between you and their master. Very well. Does that make sense now? Much better. Thank you. Plus, I think I've been using resilience wrong, but uh, that's in the past now. So. So. There's a Mexican standoff. Except there are no guns. Oh, he has a gun. He has a gun. And he's pointing it at your friends as he backs away. Um. It's over. You've lost. I'll attack again if you let me. It is going to prove difficult to attack him directly through these two skinwalkers. They're rising up on you, their haunches and taking up as much space as they can. He's pointing the gun at them and, like, sidestepping away because he's trying to, haha, I've won and I'm going to do this thing. Yes. He's trying to trying to, to back away without giving you his, his back. Well, I will skirt the edge in a circle-like manner to keep him from gaining too much distance. You can see that he is chanting something under his breath. Oh, then I attack him directly. Again, it's going to be tough. They might attack me again, but shoot, man. I can, you know, this guy's not getting away. That's not cool. Make a roll to kick some ass. Well, a one and a five is a six. My top of zero leaves it a six. But I was gifted luck. <laughs> so I shall make sure that this man stays here with us and use it to make a 12 and use my bonus action to keep him here or to put him where I want him, that being pinned with the end of my whip. Grappled, I think, is the word you're looking for. Sure. Yeah. So you lash out and wound him again. And... These creatures slam into you some more. Another three points of damage twice. Oh, now I'm in the unstable area. You and he are both fairly badly damaged. And across the way, you see, first, a flaming broadsword. A moment later, Father O'Malley has arrived. Hey folks, welcome to the middle of the show. Episode 32. Woo! Welcome to the mid, folks. Uh, this is your 
usual mid-episode reminder that uh, you can check out The Umbral Theater Presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal and all your favorite podcast platforms, uh, whether it be Podbean or Spotify or iHeartRadio, wherever fine podcasts are available, you can check us out. We love you. Thank you for following us on this wacky adventure of ours. And we look forward to having you with us as we venture through this new year and all of the fun new places it's going to take us. And now, back to the show. As I approach the scene, seeing uh, the man wrapped up in Ebbs' whip, I bring my sword around and stab at him on the ground. Well, as you're approaching, one of the skinwalkers breaks away from Ebbs and comes rushing towards you. Uh, roll to kick some ass. Uh, that's a 6 and a 6, which is a 12, plus my tough of 3 is a 15. Kicks a, kick some ass is an advanced move in my case. And what would you like to do? I am going to completely hold the advantage, and all hunters involved in this fight get a plus 1 forward. You stab him through the chest. Straight through the heart. And as you do, you hear a screeching noise as a pale blue light escapes the wound. As you feel it rush by, you can tell that you have freed a soul that this man had trapped. Immediately after this happens, and your sword is withdrawn, the wound sizzles and closes, preventing any more of this energy from escaping. The other wounds in his body quickly vanish as well. The creature grabs you from behind, as you are momentarily stunned by what you've witnessed. Take three damage. All right, with armor, I'll reduce to two. This dance again. But it's at that point that I have managed to hobble my way over to him. And I, too, am plunging my sword into his chest. Roll to kick some ass. A five and a three is a total of eight. My tough of three brings that to an eleven. And the plus one forward makes this a twelve. And as this is a advanced move for me as well, and how I am still teetering on the edge of death's door, I shall suffer no harm at all. Your blow strikes true, but not as deeply as you would have hoped. He staggers back under your swing. I was going to try and use the whip on my next move to pull the grail back from him. Oh, your whip is currently engaged by wrapping around him so he can't get away. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if I yank it back and kind of yo-yo him so he, like, spins on the spot, but, like, you know, do a fancy flickety-wick of the wrist Certainly. Thing. Yeah. Certainly. Roll to act under pressure. Cool, man. Acting under pressure is cool, because a four and a four is an eight, and my cool of one makes it a nine. But you have a plus one forward. And a plus one forward makes it a ten! Good job, Gavin! You spin and... 
Lash and Twist and the Grail hits the ground. Close as I was, I will quickly recover it. Roll to act under pressure. Well, a four and a two make for a six, and my cool of one brings it to a seven. You grab the grail. It is in your hands. But the skinwalker grabs you. Take three harm. Between my shield and my ancient armor, I must ask, do these swipes of skinwalker attack defeat armor? This attack does not. Wait, aren't these considered old-timey attacks? They are. Which, in fact, makes my... Between the shield and my armor, and my ability of knowing full well how to deal with such attacks, brings this to zero harm. So it grabs you and tries to rip you in half, but succeeds in only destroying your shield. As the one that's on me has now put its attention towards Osmond, I'm going to raise my boot and kick it directly in the face. Roll to kick some ass. A five and a three is an eight. Uh, plus my tough of three uh, is a nine, ten, eleven. Plus my plus one forward is a twelve. You strike true. What additional effect would you like? I am going to um, inflict double the normal harm. It is quite the mighty blow you land, and there is a spark of divine energy as you connect. This creature's jaw is torn off and burns to ash, but it is still struggling to get to Sir Osmond and the Grail. Osmond, you'd better get out of here. And uh, my foot having been planted through its jaw, I'm going to turn my blade on it now. <clears throat> or actually, no. Um, I Instead of turning my blade on it, I'm going to... Well, uh, you can leave it at that because other okay. people have to have turns too. No, no one gets a turn but me. <laughs> Ah! Trevor, the creature in your face just turns and sprints towards the grail. Well, can't do that, because, um, you know, then the odds wouldn't be even. So, I cartwheel to the side, by the sidewalk, and using the butt end of my sword sword thingy, I break a window in the car, and I hotwire it, because I'm about to just start running people over. Okay, you start hotwiring a car. Roll to act under pressure. Okay. Well, two and a three is a five, and my cooler one makes it a six. Okay. You break the window and an alarm goes off. Hooray! You jump in and you begin to hot start hotwiring it. But you haven't quite got it yet. I'm out of practice. It's okay. Father O'Malley, you were tackled from behind by the second skinwalker. Take two damage. All right, after my armor, that'll be one. 
and it knocks you aside as it reaches down for Sir Osmond. Well, as I'm spinning towards the ground, I'm going to stick my leg out and attempt to trip it up to keep it off of Osmond. Roll to protect someone. All right, so a four and a three is a seven, plus my top of three is a ten. With a ten, you get to choose an additional effect. I will choose to hold the enemy back. You take two damage. As you take it off its feet and physically get in between it and Osmond, it is trying to reach past you, trying to just bully its way through, but you're able to, to grit your teeth and stop it from getting there. Osmond, go. In a moment, I look at the battlefield from my comrade holding off the skinwalkers to the innocent maiden I attempted to protect, to the faceless villain who had so jeopardized my most significant of missions, and to my descendant, hastily making a carriage available. And I will head to said carriage. Roll to act under pressure. A five and a one is a six, plus my cool of one becomes a seven. You scramble towards the car, knowing that he's right behind you. You can hear his footsteps, and then there's a burst of heat. And as you look over your shoulder as you run, Atimanu has stepped in front of him and blinded him with a blast of fire. Well, hopefully the car started. It has not. Stupid car. You've gotten the alarm to turn off, but something might have gotten ripped loose when you popped into the, the steering column. You're not sure you'll be able to hotwire this car. That is precisely when Sir Osmond makes it into the back seat. Always thinking a step ahead, I do so envy your forethought. Yeah, man. Just, uh, give, give me a moment. And, and I make it work. Roll plus magic. Oh, shit. A six and a four is a ten. My weird of one's an eleven. And the car starts. You're not sure how? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, you're you're pretty certain you're holding an important piece in your hand as it kicks on. Yeah, who needs keys anyway? So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull forward and like hit the guy and yell for everybody to get in. He is currently struggling with Atsimanu. Okay. Um, well, I pull up next to the struggling couple then and open my door so that it hits him, but not her. You know what I mean? Like two people arm in arm and the car is like, er, and then bam. Well, before all that, we should see what's happening with Father O'Malley. Yeah, man. 
Once I hear the car start, I am getting on my feet and getting out of here. It's running away time. Roll to act under pressure. I will do that. Um, however, I am going to use my move Bottle It Up, which allows me to give myself up to a plus three on an act under pressure roll. But for each plus one I take, you as the keeper, gain, James, gain a corresponding minus one to hand me out on any roll that's not act under pressure. And this is the second point you have charged up, correct? It will be, yes. Very good. And I am going to give myself the full plus three. So, a two and a two is four. Plus my cool of two is a six. Plus my plus three is a nine. Good thing you used it there, huh? It sure is. You dash and jump into the passenger side of the car. Sir Osmond is lying in the back, bleeding. But the skinwalkers give chase. Trevor. Yeah, man. If you stop for Atsimanu, these creatures will get to the car. Okay. Um, then they get to the car and like, as I pull up, I hit the dude with my door. I grab her by the waist. Roll to protect someone. A five and a four is a nine. And my protect someone is a tough for a zero, making it a nine. You pull up and slam the door open into him. You grab her by the waist and throw her into the car. But you hear a sick crunching of metal. One of the creatures has jumped onto the back and is trying to tear through the roof. Another is trying to rip off the rear left tire. Well, as long as we're all in the car, I start going. And the other two, or three, can defend the vehicle. Are we doing anything to defend the vehicle? Yes. I open my passenger side door and take a swipe with my sword at the one trying to remove the rear tire. As I said, that one is trying to remove the rear left tire. Okay. In that case, I will take a swipe at the one trying to remove the roof. Please roll to kick some ass. Alright, a four and a four is an eight, plus my tough of three is a nine, ten, eleven. Eleven sounds good. What would you like your additional effect to be? I'd like to suffer little harm. So, you hack at it, your flaming broadsword burning sizzling chunks off of it, and it slashes down at you, dealing three damage, which you reduce to two. Which, through armor, reduces to one. Hooray, I didn't die. Ebbs, if you can, get us out of here. Oh yeah, we're going, man. And uh, hopefully as I pull forward, the one on the left-hand wheel hits the dude on the ground. And as that happens, I lurch up from the back seat, see the 
shambling mass that is attempting to remove the wheel of this carriage. And I am going to, as I have many times before, remove the appendage by which they mean to do us harm. Roll to kick some ass. <laughs> a six and a two are a total of eight, plus my tough of three makes that an eleven, allowing me to choose the additional effect of suffering less harm. So this creature normally deals three harm. It's reduced by one to two. Making the old-fashioned weapon of its claws ineffective against my armor. Dealing no harm. Well, it does rake and slash at you. You stab this one, and this one is the one whose jaw was missing. It's already suffered enough harm where it for fear for its own safety, drops and hits the pavement and rolls. However, you are going to drop something. And that is the sword or the grail. Well, I suppose in the end it wasn't my sword to begin with. And as you strike it and carve through its claw, the sword strikes the pavement. And at the speed you're going, it is quickly torn from your hand. The creature on top Wounded though it is, now rips open the hood of the car, and it reaches in for Sir Osmond. As it reaches in for Osmond, I will grab its wrist and attempt to just judo flip it off the roof of the car. Roll to protect someone. All right. A six and a five is an eleven. Plus my tough of three is a fourteen. And what would you like your additional effect to be? Because it's advanced, both I and the character I am protecting are unharmed and out of danger. If I was protecting a bystander, they also become my ally, but I was protecting Osmond. So. With a jerk and a twist... It hits the pavement, and you drive off into safety. You've lost your pursuers. You've recovered the grail. And you know you'll sleep well tonight. Welcome to the end of the mystery. Yay! End of mystery wrap-up! Oh, we boy. made it. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody died. <laughs> But uh, I know at least two PCs were on their last health box. I had three left, so I'm good. I have a lot of last boxes over here. Oh. Well, on the plus side, I hope everybody's been enjoying the game, and I hope everybody's been enjoying listening. Let's take a look. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yes. yes, with a capital yes. I think confronting the two major villains you've been dealing with straight along and surviving both encounters and walking away with more than you went in with is quality conclusion for the mystery. Second question. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? 
Do, do I ourselves count? count? <laughs> Atsimanu counts. Yeah, we did totally save Atsimanu. Yeah, man, because the DM was definitely like, you should leave her to die. And I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm making you make hard choices. That's, That's what this it. is. You silly Benilli. Now, we did save Atsimanu. We also, maybe, I'm just throwing this out there, I think we saved Max Silver. He was probably about to get fired. You know, or worse. Yes. I mean, also, in the abstract... that's basically dying, right? In the abstract, I would like to argue that by retrieving the Holy Grail and preventing the creation of any more mountain sea blast, we have saved untold lives. Countless bajillions of lives. I mean, now they're going to have to rebrand it as New Mountain Sea Blast? <laughs> so they can go to have Mountain Sea Blast Classic? Yeah, I think you did save some folks. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Ancient eldritch horror beings are... Lonely and in need of companionship. <laughs> and in your area code? <laughs> Download Elder today. I hate this. I love it. Also, Marty, I'm sorry for you having to bleep this out, but do not fuck around with Sir Bors the Younger. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got a hole in my chest. That was a real important lesson that we learned the absolute hard way. Now, did we learn anything new and important about one of the hunters? Faith in God is a tricky thing that you can lose. We did learn that Osmond can function on what I am almost certain at this point is a single pint of blood. I mean, the other 99% of my body was pure himbo luck, so. <laughs> uh, also, also, we learned that Ebbs can absolutely bullshit his way out of a rivalry with an elder charer. I am a good BSer. We'll see if, if he's gotten out of it because he, that first date still hasn't really, you know, gotten its full results in yet maybe it's like the second or third date he'll be in the clear look man i told quincy call me anytime we'll get it sorted out well there we have it folks everybody's gonna get two experience points hooray Yay! and that results in me leveling up i shall also be leveling up not me no level for you ebs uh -oh. no no i I didn't have as much dice rolling time this past uh, mystery as everybody else. You'll be fine, friend. Indeed. So, what sort of abilities are we looking at picking up? There is a very serious, very poignant option for me right now. Looking at the very little of vitality that I would have left after this ordeal of an evening that I must consider whether to retire this hunter to safety. That is indeed a choice you could make. And being so thoroughly pushed to his limit, I believe that indeed, upon the safe return of this holy grail to the rightful hands, Sir Osmond of the Flow is no longer an active member of the expeditions of the extra normal. Well, better retired than dead. The two seem to come pretty close based on how last night went. 
Well, I mean, it's sad to see you go, but it's even oh, more sad. It's it's even more sad to see you not retire to safety mid adventure when you level up. That's truly the most lamentable thing. <laughs> mid fight, stub my toe, and I'm like, ah, it's, it's a two and a one to three. Fuck this, I quit. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> Just get in a taxi and drive off, and that'd be great. <laughs> well, we will handle how that plays out. At the beginning of next episode. Agreed. I'm not sure what I want to do with my level up yet. But all of our listeners are so excited to hear what it is. They're chomping at the bit. I'll be very, very basic. And erase a luck mark from my playbook. Good choice. And with that, we've come full circle. To the end of the mystery. And next week we will start a new one. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for playing. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>